What's up, everybody, and welcome to the Blue versus Green show. I am your quarterback for this episode, Walt. Um, wow, I just realized sunglasses. Interesting. I have no reason. Trying to hide his emotions for this episode. Yeah, mm-hmm. this, this is going to be a tough Overface. one, especially for the Jets side of things. Um, again, I'm your I'm your quarterback for this episode. I am Walt, and I am joined here, as always, by our two other guys, um jose and gabe guys say what's up what's up what's up what's up what's up and again if this is the first time that you're on this show please remember to subscribe to the show and if you're not please remember to hit that notification button but button see i can't even talk today and hit that like button yeah i know but fumbling it hell marrying it Listen, I, I'm just so frazzled from the events of Thursday night that I, I don't I don't know if I'm gonna be able to make it through this entire episode. But well, I'm sure that we can't make it. That's what we're going to try and do because that's what we do on this show. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. um I'm gonna open it up. Gabe, I, I think you wanna you wanna start with this rant. Yeah, sure. Um, all right. So, uh, so the Jets game happened on Black Friday, and just like how I expected it, it was uh, Jets dressed in black for their own funeral. Um, it's an unfortunate decision to go with all black on Black Friday, uh, but uh, it, but it, it was indeed an, a, a bit of an ugly affair all around. But at the same time, what can we expect? Nobody really expected the Jets to uh, do anything really, really meaningful. This was more of a Let's see. Let's see what what the product is on the field for for what it's worth. Um, you know, again, to we all already know it's beaten beaten like a you know dead horse already. Uh, this was not supposed to be Zach or Tim Boyle's game. This was supposed to be uh, Aaron Rodgers highlighting uh, this game, which is why it was happening on Black Friday as it is. It's the only game that was supposed to happen on Black Friday, and it was supposed to highlight Aaron, the Aaron Rodgers show, um, which is why they even made it a home game over here. Uh, in East Rutherford, so it's an unfortunate situation that you guys don't have uh, Aaron Rodgers to to take advantage of uh, all the um, how do I say all the lights that you guys are being uh, highlighted with and, and stuff. Instead, instead, it's more of a uh, circus, and and that's the uh, the unfortunate thing. So um, my main takeaways is that I, despite what a lot of people uh, you know out there. Um, a lot of your friends might even disagree with me, but I thought that Tim Boyle, uh, all things considered, did not play that bad. I don't think that there was anything particularly, you know, bad that I could think of that I that I saw, you know, with the exception of, you know, like this is the Jets kind of thing uh, that would happen, you know, drop passes, uh, um, you know, bad situations, uh, unlikely outcomes in certain plays and stuff like that. That's like that's more of a Jets thing than a Tim Boyle thing, I think. Uh, but outside of that, I just thought that this was like a normal Jets game, really. So, um, and that's that's how I felt about it. So, who's next, Jose? So I was so upset about this game that I, I burst a blood vessel in my eye. Essentially, if anybody can see that. No, that's not actually what happened. That happened earlier today. Maybe it was from the stress of thinking about the game before I got on the podcast, though. Um, the the only good takeaways, not even takeaways, the good things that came from this game like would be you know, they actually made some personnel changes. None of them were great. The timing was too late for most of them. 
doing them all at the same time was stupid. I think some of them were in the incorrect personnel changes. And in the end, it was just kind of essentially useless because the offense was anemic and terrible once again. Uh, Brees Hall can't get it going. Garrett Wilson can't really get it going. He's going out there, like, trying everything he can. They both are, like, overdoing it almost. Right? They're, they're at a they're not even at an 11. They're like at a 14. And it's like really hindering their ability to make plays, something that Sally even addressed. Um, and I mean, the way that the defense played wasn't particularly bad this week. But the way that their discipline was falling apart on the field, the personal foul calls, um, yeah, fighting. That was ugly. That was, that was ugly. The, the personal foul calls, the fighting. I mean, if you want to like kind of circle around to like maybe some optimism, the team responded pretty well in post-game interviews and all their interactions with the media since. But at best, you can hopefully say that this is a team that's just passionate on the field and gets angry and, and just pushes each other and kind of forgets about that and is, is trying to be mature about that when they speak on the media. But it was ugly. Like, it, it, it just qualified as an ugly game. Well, all right. Well, um, the Jets do have a thing for holidays, don't they? I mean, you know, you've got the the Christmas 99 yard salsa dance by Victor Cruz. Right. You have the Thanksgiving foot bumble, foot bump, butt fumble, butt fumble. Man, foot you're fumble. like you're fumbling that butt word today. Yeah, I know. It's not working <laughs> for me today. <laughs> you know, oh, and man. then uh, now you have the Black Friday the so not, the hell the hell mary the hell mary i've also heard fail mary but i believe yeah, I've heard fail, the fail mary, mary was, yeah. was taken by by another team so. that is already a thing yeah hey, somebody some other team did that so we'll call I mean, it every hell every mary. crown is there to be to, to, to be lost right just like every yeah. record is there to be broken listen the only the only thing we've got left now is the jets have to do something on halloween right i don't think they have have done it yet so um kwanzaa maybe maybe that's the next halloween halloween is a sunday next year there you go so we gotta hit kwanzaa we gotta hit uh uh festivus you know all, all those all those things that those are the next ones that they're gonna hit i you know i find it hard to say anything else about the the jets right now because it feels like we've been doing this for the last what six or seven weeks it, it's kind of you know, wash, rinse, repeat at this point with all the things that that are going on with the Jets. And um, so, you know, it, it feels weird because this was the year for Jet fans anyway. Aaron Rodgers, right? Aaron Rodgers, Aaron Rodgers, Aaron Rodgers. Everything was built around Aaron Rodgers. Everything yeah. that was done was for Aaron Rodgers. And even now that Aaron Rodgers is still not here, everything is still being done around Aaron Rodgers. And I almost feel like Aaron Rodgers has become from the savior to the albatross that's hanging around our neck, you know, and, and it's really difficult to move forward, you know, with him here, despite the fact that he's not playing. And I, I just, what else is there to say? I mean, you look at the, you look at the game itself going into halftime. It was a 10, six game. The game was right there for them. But of course in jets fashion, what do you, what happens? You get, you get that 99 yard fail, Mary, hell, Mary return. And then everything just falls apart from that. It's typical jets. I hate, I don't want to use the same old jets. So I'll use typical jets, you know? 
And and that's where we are with the Jets right now. I mean, what else is there to say at this point? But but real quick, isn't that isn't that kind of like the thing? The fact that you don't even want to say the same old Jets, but they are the same old Jets. That's how a Jets fan feels, just dejected it, and over you know, it. It, it. It's weird, and you know, let's just get into the Jets, right? Um, it's weird because the Jets had a different feeling, especially the last couple of years. You felt like the Jets were on the upswing, you know, and and the Jets were really looking to go places, you know what I'm saying? You had a young team, you had some nice talent, you know, and, and for the past two years, it's been nothing but disappointment and sorrow and and heartbreak and, oh, I can't believe this happened, you know. For the second straight year, our offensive line falls completely apart. I mean, so in a sense, it is same old Jets, but it feels like a different same old Jets, if if you understand what I'm saying. Like, yeah. like the same old Jets from back then were a futility born of lack of talent. This same old Jets is a futility because injuries, because of some questionable personnel moves, um, some personnel moves that, the coaches refuse to make, even though it's blatant in front of everybody's eyes. So that's why I say it's hard for me to say same old Jets because it's not in the same vein that we used to use that phrase before, if that yeah, makes yeah. sense. It's going to sound like an excuse, but like it, it is kind of different because in the past there wasn't really much hope put on many of the quarterbacks. I mean, there was a little bit. You, you had some faith that uh, you know, Sam Darnold is going to turn out to be a great pick. There was some talk of Chad Pennington being better than he was, and he just didn't have the best career here. He had a decent career and ended up going elsewhere and having a slightly better career, I think, with the Dolphins, right? Yeah. Um, you know, and, and Geno Smith, same thing. I don't think it, he was quite as hyped, but he was expected to be better than he was, and now he goes to Seattle, and he is better than he was. And it... it like you said, it feels less like a dearth of talent. And I don't even want to go so far as like injuries and like going into specifics, but it feels in general kind of like a cursed Jets, more so than than years past, because you have all the crazy injuries, you have all the crazy plays that have occurred, you have all the crazy ways to lose. Um, you know, Aaron Rodgers getting hurt, hurt on four plays. Uh Corey Davis retiring like at the beginning of the season when we were really counting on him to be our number two, and then Lazard falls apart in that role. Like it, it's like everything. It, it's like literally, man. It's like hitting a roulette table and literally calling like 10, 15 of them wrong. Like black and it's red, red and it's black. Yeah, like it's just the worst luck, and that's why it doesn't feel like you said like the same old jets because it's it seemed to everybody that the jets made at least solid decisions before the season started the Corey davis thing you know well before the season started right i want to make that distinction before the season right. and then the season started and they made a lot of <coughs> decisions but I, like that's why it's a little it feels a little different well you know I, and i can understand that um but here's the here's the thing that here's where i think that you you differ and 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 where i think that it really is kind of the same old jets because even though it just seems like you know it's just the worst kind of luck it's how the organization re responds to the results of that luck that makes it feel like the same old jets i feel like uh especially this season we've talked about it 
accountability from a coaching standpoint, from a, a, a GM standpoint, uh, just from an organizational standpoint, doing things a little too little too late. That is what feels like the same old Jets. You had some really bad luck, but you did nothing about it. You've had some 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 uh, some really crappy results throughout the season, but everything that we're doing now in this past game with the Dolphins is a little too little too late. You know what I mean? Uh, uh, and, and we've said that, and I think that that's kind of like the biggest thing regarding the Jets specifically. Um, and and that's what makes it feel like the same old Jets to me because. You know, we do forget that Zach Wilson uh, is a backup right now. You know, even though he was picked as a, let's forget about the fact that he's a, you know, second overall pick. Let's forget right. that he was the starter last year and so on and so forth. He's on the team this year as the backup and should have been treated as the backup. You know, I, I mentioned today with uh, with the uh, Belichick game and sitting Mac Jones four times this season, it's because he's treating him kind of like a backup. Amazing. You know, uh, you know, it's messed up because Mac Jones isn't Mac Jones isn't the backup of that team. He's the starter. Yeah. But when he sits him down, he's giving the team a chance, you know. Uh, and and I think that if if the Jets had treated Zach Wilson a little bit more like the backup that he that he that he is, not trying to insult the guy, but it's what he is right now. Um, if they had treated him like the backup that that he is, we probably would have seen some some you know changes when it was a little bit more needed versus just just hoping that they, that he turns a page that this is the game that he turns a page and stuff until it got to the point that it's a little too late. You know, making so, a change, all these personal changes and 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 the QB change even for the Dolphins game. I mean, that's tough. You know, it's the Dolphins. You know, you how could you how could you really evaluate anybody? Um, when you're facing one of the one of the best teams in the league right now in this season, uh, even though the the Dolphins haven't beat you know a, a really good team yet, they've been destroying all the teams that are under 500, right? Um, and and that's 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 the Jets right now. So um, you know I don't think any like you know this isn't the game where you get to evaluate how well those changes were. So right, and I, and I think just just to your point, um, it, it's also important to note that there was really no practice time leading up to this game. So Tim Boyle was really just kind of, you know, working based off of walkthroughs and you're, you're not going to get a lot accomplished if, especially if this is your first true start, you know what I'm saying? But I want to, I want to, I want to throw something out to you guys because you made an interesting point and, and you were talking about, you know, the, the deficiency in the, the coaching and the deficiency in the organization wide and stuff like that. And, you know, I, I, I'm pretty sure that this take has been put out there before, but I, I really do blame a lot of this stuff on Aaron Rodgers and not Aaron Rodgers specifically, but Aaron Rodgers in terms of, you know, the, the effect, the approach, the, well, the, the effect and the approach that the Jets took, because think about it this way, right? And, and this all started going all the way back to preseason, right? Because the Jets were they were clearly looking for a quarterback to replace Zach. I mean, that was, that was the mandate that was given. And then the three quarterbacks were really the ones, the ones that they were looking at was Derek Carr, Jimmy Garoppolo, Aaron Rodgers. And I think early on, really, really early on, they said, you know, Aaron Rodgers is going to be our guy. Right. And, and think about how that free agent period in the offset season worked, because we were always questioning you know, first of all, is Aaron Rodgers coming here? And that took a long time. But the consequence of that was that if you look at it, really, the Jets made no no moves prior to that. They were kind of hamstrung in the offseason with Aaron Rodgers because 
they didn't know if he was coming. And so how do you allocate, you know, different, you know, the the budget that you have and, and the pieces that you want if you still don't even know if your quarterback is coming, right? So that's that's the first thing in terms of the Aaron Rodgers effect, the negative Aaron Rodgers effect, right? And then you had him going down, again, famously, four plays, 75 seconds, right? The Jets made no moves, you know? The Jets didn't even inquire into looking at quarterback. Why? Because they didn't want to offend Aaron Rodgers. And because, you know what? He has a relationship, I think, earlier, um, either today or on, on, on Black Friday, Zach called him his, his surrogate older brother, you know what I'm saying? And it's clear that Aaron Rodgers likes Zach Wilson. Why do you think I, – I know Zach Wilson is a favorite of, of this organization, but why do you think they didn't even try and get another quarterback? Because you know what? The organization likes Zach, but so does Aaron Rodgers. And Aaron Rodgers would have been annoyed if you got somebody to back up Zach Wilson, you know? And you look at all the players that came in, the Alan Lazards, you know, the – um you know, the Randall Cobbs, the I forget the name of that lineman that really, really said Billy Turner. You know, all these guys came in because of Aaron Rodgers. And maybe if Aaron Rodgers was here, then that would have worked. But he's not. And it's failed spectacularly. And now we're getting into an offseason where we're talking about the Jets possibly getting at least a top 10, if not the way they're going, a top five. And the question is, will the Jets take a quarterback or will they go elsewhere because taking a quarterback might offend Aaron Rodgers? I mean, everything kind of just trickles down from that one decision that they made in the offseason. Uh, uh, well, I, I think I think that uh, the, the you know, the, there was a lot there, so I, I kind of wanted to, to – Go back a little bit onto the uh, Aaron Rodgers effect in the po- in the in the off season. I don't think that I, I don't necessarily agree. But then again, I also don't have evidence specifically for it to back it up. But I don't agree that it's that the Jets were hamstrung. I think that the Jets were very very well aware that there were uh, that there was a very very high likelihood that you guys are going to get Aaron Rodgers. I don't think that you guys you guys got Nathaniel Hackett to entice Aaron Rodgers to come. I think that it was through back channels. Aaron Rodgers said, hey, go get Nathaniel Hackett. That's who I want as my as my uh, OC. You know, uh, I think that all these things were being done with Aaron Rodgers through back channels like a pseudo GM. Uh, and that's been the biggest issue in season as well. Right. You you noted that like after he went down, they didn't they didn't do anything because they don't want to anger, right. anger Aaron Rodgers. I think it's just that Aaron Rodgers is acting like a pseudo GM or a pseudo, you know, head coach and stuff. And I don't think it's that they don't want to anger him. I think that they're listening to him specifically as, 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 you know, in that position, Um, you know, and, and, and I've also said that again, like the issues that, that, that you guys have, I think, especially early on the season is that Zach kind of, I don't, I don't want to use the word fool. You know, I used it before in text messages and it's been out there and stuff. I don't want to say that he fooled you guys. But again, I've said that he's like the he's, he's the girl in the red dress. You know what I mean? He showed you enough that makes you go like, you know what? Look, we can win without without Aaron Rodgers, and Aaron Rodgers trusts him. And then it's like, oh, now I now now I see what Aaron Rodgers sees in him. Let's trust what Aaron Rodgers says. Um, that's if if Zach Wilson had if you guys had lost that first game against the Bills, um, I I I guarantee you that there would have been a much higher chance that you. 
that 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 you guys see a quarterback at the trade deadline. I, I don't think. think so. I don't think so. So I, because because you gotta you gotta remember this. They already knew what Zach was. I mean, they they literally announced it the seat when the season ended last year. We're going for another quarterback. That means there was no faith in Zach to begin with. So to to say that. So if you're saying that the Jets were fooled by Zach Wilson this year, then and you that's, know what I, what? that's what I said. That's what I said. I don't want to use. I don't want to say that that word. Okay. Well, but even if if you're gonna say that you they thought that Zach Wilson was going to be now. Uh, granted, this was supposed to be a redshirt year for him. Yeah. Understood, right? But he is what he is, you know, and he made micro improvements this year. But yeah. he is what he is. So yeah, that we you know, know now. The, the the thought that you know somehow and listen, I guess we we were we were we were culpable of it also, right? Because you know, what was the thing? You know, oh look, Zach didn't have a great game, but look at this play or look at that play. Or this place shows that Zach Wilson is good. You know, everybody did it. I mean, the, you're literally on Twitter. You're literally having a war uh, between the guys that support Zach Wilson and the ones that don't. So I get that. But as an organization, they should have known better. Yeah. So there, there's a lot to, to unpack over the last couple of, of minutes. But the one thing that I'll say to your point is that Aaron Rodgers wanted to be Tom Brady when he came over here. He wanted to go to a new team and prove a lot of the same things that Brady proved that he wasn't a part of the green. Bay. It wasn't green Bay that made him great. It was him that made green Bay. Great. Right. He, right. he made the team, not the mm-hmm. team making, making him. But at the same time, if you look at what the jets did in the off season, it, you know, it, it wasn't like the wool was pulled over their eyes in a lot of senses, because if you look at what even, a lot of the sports media said like they made a lot of the correct moves, right? You got Lazard to be a number three. They drafted pretty well. They got a decent tight blocking tight end. They got some decent defensive players, decent offensive linemen. Did they make all the moves that they needed to? No, but would they have been able to make all the moves that they needed to? And like, I, I think they if you think about like the, the quarterbacks that they ended up that, that, that they were thinking of getting Carr has been a disaster and Garoppolo is out car car, like got well, benched today. Right, so, but I'm like, not. I'm not. I'm not talking about the quarterbacks. I'm talking about the offensive linemen that were out there that were free agents that they could have gotten. I'm talking about the safeties that were out there that they could have gotten. I'm talking about you know I'm the linebackers. In general, though, they did. You know, they did draft an offensive lineman as well. Like no, no, no. I, I understand. I understand that, but there was also the thought. I, I, I remember because I was on Twitter all the time. Who are the Jets taking? And nothing really truly happened until Aaron Rodgers signed. And understandable because he's bringing in a hefty contract. You have to account for that. And so you also, once you bring him in, that's when you start restructuring, which he did, right? But up until that point, there was no sure guarantee that Aaron Rodgers was going to be here. We all thought that was going to happen. You know what I mean? And, and so that's why I say they, they it felt like they were hamstrung behind it because there was a lot of players that I know – a lot of fans wanted and it felt like they didn't even kick the tires on that because well, they like, were in this limbo for example they could have been a, a big upgrade for the jets that that they missed out on like i don't remember to be honest i don't remember um and i i didn't do any research but i know that there was there was some guys out there that the jets could have used i mean I if know it's that there was a lot of people though, we would remember their names i feel like there wasn't but, an impact player that the jets really no, no, lost no, no. out on 
in the but off you don't season. think and again they had the, they, they had their number two wide receiver Corey Davis was supposed to be here you know what I mean and Tippman was has been great for the Jets actually he's been one of the better offensive linemen but like like we've said before the amount of injuries that this team has had on the offensive line you can't really account for that like no they no no can't account for it in the in the preseason they should have done more and I've agreed with y'all on this many times and I, this has been my main point really about everything it's during the season when the Jets made the wrong moves. That might have been because of Aaron Rodgers, but I don't necessarily think so either because it, it might have been the over, overconfidence in Zach Wilson, but he had taken some steps. Again, by three, week three, you should have started kicking the tires on more quarterbacks, which is another thing that I've said, which is why all the timing of this is what doesn't end up working for me. Same as the personnel changes. We did all of those 11 weeks too late when we should have experimented with a lot of that at least five or six weeks ago, especially players like Lazard and, uh, you know, and Uzoma and like other people who just weren't up to playing up to snuff Mitchell, you know, being awful. Like there's a lot of players that like, we should have done something about it in the season, but in the off season, again, with the, with the retirement of Corey Davis, that really messed up a lot of what the jets plans were. And I mean, he was a linchpin player in a, in a very real way, if you think about it. Because if you don't have a number two wide receiver, what the hell do you even have a quarterback for? You don't have a great tight end like a Kelsey, like the, the Chiefs do. And you have a, a young Con- running back who's pretty solid for you guys, straight solid, up. Solid, but he's not, and, and he's not chasing Kelsey. I mean, Travis Kelsey. There's, there's he's not, but there's very, there's very few like, tight ends. How many, teams ha- how many teams have a Travis Kelsey? But that's my point. The Jets don't have Travis Kelsey. That's my right. Right, I understand that. But what I'm saying is that, like, at least you have like a solid, you know, uh, uh, tight end in Conklin that that has been performing consistently. But we don't have. We don't have. We we don't have. Also, like, we have a a pretty good running back. That's that's or a, a really solid young running back. But he's also not been established, and he had an injury last year. And we we haven't been blocking for him. We haven't been putting in the right personnel like Ruckert when we needed to. So a lot of this is in-season mistakes, which right. was partially overconfidence, you know, to kind of to kind of talk about why it's not exactly the same old Jets. When the hell have we ever been this confident we were going to win anything? Uh, last year. <laughs> um, do, do we do we want to talk uh, about, you know, Boyle, the QB? Uh, I know I do, but at the same time, you know, we've been long in the tooth on this conversation already. So, mm-hmm. um do, do do you guys want yeah, to talk I about think, Boyle? I think, I think it bears some com- some conversation, you know. Well, I mean, you know, it's his very first start. Doesn't doesn't it warrant it? Yeah, absolutely. I I I, I do believe so. You know, like so again, we're going back to the Iron Rogers effect, right? Because Tim Boyle is expressly here because of him, right? You know, and and the talk uh, leading up to the game was that Tim Boyle has this mastery of of Hackett's offense, which is another thing that I want to touch upon a little bit later if we have some time, right? But, um, you know, you you look at Tim Boyle, and you can't really blame him for what happened here um, this past week because he, he was kind of put, I think, uh, Gabe, you had mentioned it before, he, he kind of was put behind the eight ball starting his first game in Miami with, you know, what amounts to maybe three days preparation, you know, yeah. going into the game. I can't so it'd be Josh Dobbs. Well, it, it, it does happen, but you you're never gonna do it with this with this offensive scheme. You know, you you're really not. 
You know, I it it kind of makes you pine for the days of Mike LaFleur, doesn't it? <laughs> Mike Maybe. LaFleur, who's who's doing pretty well in the on on the Rams uh, right now. So, um, at least they scored yeah, I think, like yeah. thirty four I mean, points. You know, it, it makes it, it makes you wonder if like all those things were the problem, right? Because when it, when Mike LaFleur was here, it was it was Mike LaFleur's issue? You know what I mean? And then and then now it's 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 hacking and Salah and stuff like that. So it, it does make you wonder. Because it seems like a lot of players that that couldn't hack it here, you know, pun slightly intended, uh, seem to do well enough wherever else they're going. Now, it, it would be great to see Sam Darnold have like a a good starting job. I think that Sam Darnold has been unfortunately ruined, but he might be the next Geno Smith, where he ends up starting somewhere else in three or four years, and suddenly he's 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 you know breaking four thousand yards and hitting the playoffs. You know, he might be the next Geno Smith. I can totally see that. I mean. Well, the you got to remember. Stuck, so you got to like, remember the reason why Geno Smith that. left the Jets, right? Is because he started punching out his teammates. So yeah, Geno. Yeah, Geno Smith was, has really he, he, he's definitely quite aggressive. Yes. Well, so yeah, he, had, he had to he had to do some growing up before he can actually accomplish what um, what he's doing right now. So, um, yeah. But I, I know uh, Jose has some very very. Uh, passionate things to say about Boyle. So I'll let well, him get to it. Let's, let's talk about like in, in the Sam Darnold case, that's not his fault because the Panthers are like literally an awful team. Bryce right. Young is actually a decent quarterback. I mean, there was a t- statistic that we've we've shared amongst ourselves recently that he is the most accurate quarterback with the least separation in the league. Uh, he gets the least amount of separation and he makes the tightest throws more than any other quarterback in the league on in both of those categories, right. good or bad. So he's not the problem. If he had a decent team, hell, if he maybe we should have kicked the tires on him if the Panthers were willing to, but they probably would have something like that. In the have first Sam Donald back? Uh, not Sam Donald, Bryce Young. Oh, Bryce, Bryce Young. Young. Yeah, yeah, sorry. Yeah. Um, but the, the thing that 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 it was has always been the issue with me, and I think this has been the misunderstanding that's kind of made me upset about like the conversations we've had about this is it's not that I think that Zach Wilson is the guy. But I agree with Salah that he is the guy that gives us the best chance to win. You're going you're gonna to say that the Hail Mary wasn't something that was Boyle's fault. But Zach Wilson did that same thing a few weeks ago. In fact, twice, where he's put the ball in the air a lot further than that and given himself enough time to – given the wide receivers enough time to actually get into the end zone. Salah mentioned it without really being explicit about it. But you're supposed to give your wide receivers more time to get under the ball. They weren't all there. They were spread out. And like I said, Zach Wilson did it against the Patriots, scrambling to his opposite side, faking out Max Crosby and actually making an on-target throw that, what was it, Uzoma knocked out of Garrett Wilson's hands. So the little things matter. And I think that those little things Zach Wilson is better at than these other quarterbacks. Again, that doesn't mean I think he's the guy because they should have kicked the tires on somebody in week two or week three to actually see if they could get somebody to, to... either be a backup or start and continue to have him redshirt and be mentored. So to me, it's the timing that has been the issue, just like the timing of all the personnel changes. And, you know, maybe they could have tried Boyle a few weeks earlier, but I still don't think it's going to be anything fantastic because he did well in the fourth quarter when it was garbage time. And he, he had 49 total throwing yards on 24 completions, 40, or 49 yards in the air on 24 completions. All of what was done was by, I guess, Jets wide receivers, running backs, and tight ends scrambling like, like maniacs to try to get something done. 
So you you know you can say that like it's it's a little bit nitpicky, sure, but I think the little things would have mattered in a game like this. And I think again, the best person to give us a chance to win is Zach Wilson, maybe Trevor Simeon, but they don't have as much confidence in him. It seems for whatever reason, play calling, the playbook. I I mean I don't really know. But the, but that, that's that's where I fundamentally disagree with you because one on the Hill Mary pass, it's his job to get it up in the air and get it to the end zone, and it's the team's job to 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 find the ball. I mean, it wasn't it wasn't that four white jerseys happened to be there. It's four white jerseys all converged into that point, and there were black jerseys that were going in there. I don't think that you could have seen them because they were black. But there was even a Jets uh, Jets player in that mix, so it wasn't just four. You know, for dolphin players, but again, that's not that. I think that that is the the the, the most nitpicky thing that you can that you can do is on a hail mary. That's not even how you run the hail mary, though. Like you're supposed to wait for one of the players to to get up past the other wide receivers, and for the three of them to kind of. I mean, I don't even know if I can explain it, but there were three. There were three jets in the. There were three jets players right there. There were three jets in the end zone. It wasn't like yeah. it wasn't like you know the and they were they were two, still three yards short of it, huh? The jets players need to go get the ball, though, so right? they have to go get the ball. Yeah. That's how that's kind of how it works. It's their fault you if know? they're not looking this up at the ball and seeing where it's going. Didn't have this time. Is, this, is not, this, this is not this is not a timing throw. This is not a timing throw. This is not something that you know you're airing it out and and trying to drop it into somebody's basket. You're it's called a hail mary for a reason. You're throwing it up there. Because it's a prayer of a of a throw, you know, and and again, again, you know, you you look at you look at there were three jets at least in the end zone. They need to go after it. They need to go get it. I'm sorry, I I I disagree with that because you know what, those jets. There's a lack of motivation here, and and you saw it especially after he he intercepted it. They didn't start running. Until what he was like at the 40, and then that's when they realized, oh shit, this guy's gonna go all the way. Even and, even and- Garrett Wilson, who you know, we're we're praising him because you know what, he's the last guy that ended up right before the guy crossed the end zone. Even he didn't start running hard enough until afterwards. Until so, he realized that nobody in the front was blocking exactly him. so about Hail Mary, though. You can't put this on boil. You can't put this on board. There's no way you can put this on board. The other thing, too, Hail Mary passes, they're intercepted all the time. It's just they don't turn into touchdowns. Exactly. They usually get intercepted, and they get touched on the floor, yeah, and they're down, and then the game is over. Not three yards shy of it. The throw I've was seen, far enough I've the receivers plenty, weren't, didn't get dude, enough to get under it. That's, I've, seen I've seen plenty of guys, plenty of guys under throw uh, Hail Marys. That, I mean, to say yeah, that Hail was the first – that that's 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 he's done it twice scary. where he where the wide receivers have dropped the ball but he's put it there and that's all i'm saying that's I mean, why i think it doesn't, doesn't matter if you don't score and then the ultimate thing is that, but, that that this is my thing with tim boyle is that i thought that the offense looked better i thought that tim boyle looked more composed i thought that it was smoother running even though uh we 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 didn't he was have just given a ton of screens to throw that was it that was all, he was and, and that's fine. But I still don't like. Like I had what I what I had mentioned, you know, in the chat, is that Tim Boyle didn't look so jittery. He didn't look like his he has happy feet running away and stuff. He looked a little bit more composed, and it took him what 38, 38 attempts to get a touchdown. 
which by that rate, we're going to see a lot more touchdowns with him. And that's kind of the biggest issue that Zach has had is that he can't complete. He can't finish in the end zone. And in one start, Tim Boyle can show that he can. But he, here's the thing about Zach. And you know what? This right here, what we're discussing right now, highlights that perfectly, right? With Zach, we're always looking at the things that he does super well, which is he, and I'm going to say this. I've said this before about Zach. I'm going to say it again. He makes the hard things look easy and he makes the easy things look hard. So over here, we're talking about, uh, uh, you know, a Hail Mary that he's done pretty well in the past. Right. But yet he holds the ball on too long. So, you know, we're highlighting the great things that Zach do, but we're totally discounting the fact that, you know what, he has no pocket presence. He he doesn't know how to scan the field. He doesn't know how to hit his receivers on time. He holds the ball way too long. This is a perfect example of all of that stuff. What are we talking about here? Zach can make a great Hail Mary, but he can't throw a five-yard out. That, that's, where we're, that's where we're at with Zach. And we're arguing because of the exact same thing that Zach does to every single fan. Oh, look at the great things that Zach do. And then we minimize the shit that he does when it's the easy stuff. So we're back to that again. Yeah, we're basically back to last season, which is unfortunate. Yeah, that's, that's all it is. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Um, Zach can throw a great Hail Mary. But you know what? He can't throw a five-yard out. Oh, Zach can throw it and, and hit you know, Wilson and Conklin knocks it down. But yet, you know what? He can't read the linebacker that's right in front of him and intercepts the ball. These are the things that drive us crazy as fans with Zach Wilson. Well, the same from Tim Boyle. He got sacked seven times and he threw two interceptions. I mean, I don't know. Yeah, but two, those two interceptions, you <laughs> got the Hail Mary interception and the other one was tipped by a defender into, into, into someone. That's the same you, thing as also, like the, the – you can't count those interceptions. Yeah, and you're also looking at a guy that had zero preparation for the game. You know what I'm saying? And yes, Tim Boyle, Tim Boyle is not the answer. I think we can all yeah, agree on that, right? He sucks. But, He's not great at all. But at, at some point, in order to stop the fracture of this locker room, you've got to make a change with Zach. You know what I'm saying? Zach clearly wasn't it. And again, I'm not saying that Zach is the only issue. I think I've been on point with this a lot. There are a lot of issues here. The offensive line is completely decimated. There's no team in in God's green earth that can, that can get, that can you know run an offense proficiently with that line. You know what I'm saying? And it's not it's not their fault because you know what we're playing five stringers in here. You know what I'm saying? And and we we have Lazard who's epic at drop. I think what was the last statistic? He's dropped twenty percent of his targets this year. So, yeah. you know, again, it's not Zach's fault. I understand that. I agree with you guys fully. I think Zach got a raw deal. But you know what? Zach is the quarterback of this offense. And if somebody's going to take the fall, it's going to be Zach. And how is the easiest way to create a spark? You get rid of the quarterback. Now, the, the problem is our backup quarterbacks are shitty. I think we can all agree on that also, right? Yeah, yeah. You know, absolutely. Tim Boyle, Tim Boyle. Just based on his college stats, I don't know how in the world he's an NFL quarterback. I don't know who he slept with to be able to get in because literally the man had a season where he threw one touchdown and 13 interceptions. Think about that. In college, 
and he yeah. made it to yeah. the NFL. No question, they were really, really bad. So, so I, I mean, Zach is not the problem, and I've said this before, but he's kind of the problem. But he's not the problem. He's, but he's, he's just one of the many problems, problems, but he's a very serious problem. And the thing is that he's a problem that you guys haven't been able to figure out. And sometimes you, you just gotta like punt that problem away and 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 tackle a different one. You know what I mean? And so, I, I blame um, I blame a lot of this to Hackett. And unfortunately, Hackett is a guy that's untouchable right now. You can't normally, and and tell me if I'm wrong. Normally, if you have a team like this, who's the fall guy in this? It's the offensive. Well, it's usually, it's usually the offensive coordinator. We've seen that already this season. But I think well, with, with this team, with this team, this is like the Raiders. Honestly, this entire coaching staff would have gotten canned. I, I don't think so. I, you know, I, and call me a, a Salah apologist here. I, I, I don't necessarily think it's his fault, but I think he's again hamstrung by the fact that Rogers likes Hackett. Hackett has to stay. Now, the interesting part about it. Is that this 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 offense is tailor made for Aaron Rodgers? So maybe we're singing a different tune next year, right? But it's clear that Hackett is not a good coordinator. Hackett's a good coordinator if Aaron Rodgers is running his offense. That still remains to be seen because well, it might yeah, it might have been Green true. Bay. That it is true. Have, it might have been Green Bay. That's no, gonna no, suck right. if Aaron Rodgers right. is in next year and Hack is the OC. And you guys still suck. That's going to suck a lot. I, I literally, I, I know the Jets don't have the balls for this, but I literally would say, you know what? Uh, I would bring in Aaron Rodgers to Florham Park and say, listen, dude, we got to really talk. You know what I'm saying? You, you, there is, there is now, what are they, four and seven? There's now 11 games of proof here. This offense is tragically unimaginative. It's tragically uncreative. There is Jose, you even said it. The next time that they do motion on a, on a play will be the first time, right? They don't do Maybe. any of the things that a normal NFL offense does. And I put, that on the, I put that on the coordinator. I'm sorry, Hackett. If, um, if I were there, I'd say, do? you know what? Hackett's got to go. They, they, they do fewer play action plays. On it than the rest of the league on average, fewer motion plays in the rest of the league on average. They scrambled the quarterback out of the pocket fewer less than the rest of the league on average. Which is which is insane when you have uh, Zach Wilson there, right? I mean, yeah, yes. I mean, they and they didn't do that this week with Boyle, but with Boyle, it makes more sense because he's gonna right. throw two and a half yards in the air and let somebody make something out of that. But yeah, the, the offense has been historically bad. Yeah, you want to know, know who, who, who isn't a bad backup Q, backup QB? I agree with Gabe that we we <laughs> we need to wrap this up. We, we need to start talking about wrap it up. No, what but I'm just saying though, since ugly or terrible. You know, I wanted to segue just a little bit earlier, but I couldn't. I couldn't butt in without like interrupting you. But you know, Tommy TD isn't what, that what, bad of a QB. What's his name? Say it again. <laughs> Tommy TD, but I realize it's not Tommy Touchdown. It's Tommy DeVito. It's a TD for his. It really his name. His name is Tommy Tommy DeVito. Yo, eight eight touchdowns in five weeks. Call that man Tommy TD. <laughs> Call him Tommy TD. Come on. Uh, you know, you know. Hey, hey, hey. Look, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not complaining uh at all i'm happy that we've got two it's it's our very first back-to-back win of the season i'm super happy about that um i i you know i will take the wins however i can take them 
So I guess I feel like a Jets fan right now, but I will take the wins however I can get them, even though this one was actually kind of ugly. You know, the defense, just like the Jets, the defense won us this game. Uh, coming away with all those turnovers, we scored. The only scores that we got, we got on those takeaways. Otherwise, uh, it, it would not have, you know, it would not be a fun day uh, because this probably would have been, honestly, without those takeaways, this would have been just like the Patriots-Jets uh, game where it's just like a super low scoring game and we just ended up not doing anything against bill to be honest with you right because we would have been at zero um uh i thought tommy looked pretty good in the first half i think the second half was not his best outing for sure i think the uh weather because it started raining and started raining kind of hard um had an effect there you saw some wobbly passes from him. You saw them kind of change the play calling a little bit because of, I think, because of the effect that was having. I think maybe even visibility was an issue for him. But, uh, again, this is only his uh, second start, right? Second official start. Yes. Mm-hmm. Right. So it's mm-hmm. only his second start and and having to, like, face the pressure. Imagine the pressure of, of facing Bill Belichick and the Patriots, you know, a rival, and not just a rival, but also a Hall of Fame coach uh who's trying to be the winningest coach of all time uh in front of literally your home when you're 15 minutes away from the stadium you're it's your home it's literally your backyard um i can can see the pressure uh 200 people 200 family members yeah 200 family members were there yeah, that's a, it's like it's like you know how many a dinner in an Italian household. This thing is like so. You know how many oh. how many how many tickets he paid for? How many? Three. Really? Wow. His mom, his, mom, his dad, and his brother. He said he he put a quote um right after the game, and and he was like, "Yo, this is something we agreed upon in off in the off season. The only tickets I pay for is mom, dad, and bro." That's it. If you want to get there, you get there on your own. I feel that, though. Came, though. I feel 200 that. 200 came, though. You know? I super feel that. So. I totally get that. Um, but anyway, nonetheless, we won, and I'm happy for it. I'm glad that uh, Tommy was able to get another touchdown, which, you know, unfortunately, not to pile on, but again, you know, comparing Crosstown, you know, quarterbacks right now, there's yet another week where Tommy's able to get another touchdown. And, you know, last week there was a comparison between him and Zach. Um, this week it'll probably be there as well. I mean, it seems like, you know, there was comparisons between him and uh, and who was Bryce Young, you know, already. Yeah. You know, saw a meme out there. And, and and you know, I, I said it before that this is our Mike White. So this is like our Mike White moment. Um, so I hope that it, uh, keeps going. Um, I hope that it doesn't crash and burn kind of like the Mike White, uh, train sort of did. Um, but yeah, that's, that's, that's how I feel about Tommy and the game itself. So this was, this was, uh, again, kind of a great game for the defense. I think they had six takeaways last week. They had what four this week. Um, right yeah because last week was three fumbles and three three interceptions interceptions. yeah Mm -hmm. yeah and this week they didn't get as many interceptions and fumbles but the defense still did its thing and is playing like the jets defense right now just as good i would say on just about every level especially when you consider that sexy dexy wasn't in the game today because he that's true true. hamstring injury um so the defense has been showing the fuck up for the last couple of weeks i mean and it's been showing up in spurts this season but it seems like they're finally getting it all together, <laughs> really getting it all together now. And 
you know, it's the Patriots. Sure, their offense isn't that great, but Washington is not that damn bad, and they did maybe even better last week. So the defense has been fantastic. And you know what? The offense is humming along pretty well, too. I mean, I said it earlier in the chat, like the best quarterback in New York right now is Tommy TD. Tommy DeVito is by far. Yeah, technically, he's, like he's, the only wor- he, he's the only working quarterback right now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, right. Not the only one, but of the working quarterbacks, the ones that are not on the injured list, he's the best one for sure. Yeah, I mean, there's, you know, I think Tyrod Taylor is coming back from injury soon, right? And And there's still a question as to whether or not Tommy TD is going to play next week. So he's been really good. Um, he's made some really good throws, and he hasn't made a lot of the mistakes that you expect from a young quarterback. Um, so good for him. Um, some of the things that weren't that great this week was the pass rush wasn't really there, but again, that's because Dexy wasn't around. They only got, I think, one sack this week, which isn't ideal, but the defense still made up for it in a number of ways. Akarake went went off. and Akarake had an awesome game. Amazing game. And then you, you got to give him his his flowers for that. So, you know, the Giants, you know, weren't as good there. But you can consider that like, a, a, again, because Dexy wasn't in the game. The ugly was still the offensive line. I mean, you were talking about how Tommy TD was looking a little rough in the second half. I think it's because he took too many damn hits to the, to the head from getting sacked seven times. So I I'm hoping that Tommy TD is not another – I can't stop calling him that. Tommy DeVito is not another, like, <laughs> sort of early on kind of tough-ass kid who can take these sacks, like, and and stick with it. And then after a while, I mean, he's been sacked, what, how many times in the last couple of weeks? Probably more 20. than Daniel Jones has, like, on average. So In a, in a three-week span, he, he now has the record for most sacks in a three-week span by a giant, and I think by anyone in a three-week span. <laughs> I can believe that because, gosh, you know what? Now I kind of want to check it really quickly. But he got sacked seven times this week. He got sacked nine times last week. He got sacked five times versus Dallas. He also got sacked six times versus Las Vegas. And we sacked y'all two times. So he actually – well, he wasn't in the game for very long. Well, he was in the game for a while, but, like, he didn't really throw the ball in that game. So you didn't expect – How many sacks is that on the season? How many sacks would – would Daniel Jones have taken if these numbers just keep holding up? That's an insane oh, amount, man. One, one quick thing I want to mention about those sacks also. Um, the, he only threw seven times, so it was one of the highest pressure rates of all time. One of the highest sack rates of all time, being that he only dropped back seven times to- or nine times and got sacked twice. So there yeah. is also that. It's like a 20-plus percent sack percentage. But y'all won. So, like, that's what you got you to gotta hold on to. You won. That's all that matters. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. All that matters, you know, all that matters is 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 that you win, uh, as long as you don't let it blind you, you know, to the season. That's all yeah. I'm saying. Yeah. No. Well, Definitely that's not. all I gotta say. Tommy TD, rookie of the week again. Right? No, last. Oh, week. I was gonna say, no, last week. dude. Probably got more gonna, games to go. Yeah, we're not gonna find out until like Wednesday or Thursday. Yeah, um, yeah, but yeah. I, I think I he's think... probably gonna get rookie yeah. the, rookie of the week again. No, I, I'm not off of this performance, but you know what? Just, so just the fact that you got a guy that, that came out of here. Well, he was an undrafted, right? Undrafted free agent? Yes. yes. Yeah, mm-hmm. undrafted free agent, rookie of the week. Shoot, that's pretty good. That's you huge. Yeah. That's and good. listen, uh, what are you, 2-0 and as a starter, right? As a starter, yeah, he's 2-0. and what a way to start a career, right? That's, that's what know? I'm saying, man. Like, it's so, you know, you can't, like, say anything about it. Um, yeah. 
You know, I, I again, I'm in the Daniel Jones camp. I don't, you know, it's not even that I, I, you know, I, I want to celebrate every single win. I just yeah. need to also defend those that are like, you know, sit Daniel Jones for the rest of the year. I don't think that that's going to be the case. And speaking about that, speaking about next year, uh, you know, uh, the, the rumors are out there that that Daniel Jones is is. And it's not just from one source. It's from a lot of different people that are talking to a lot of different people within the, the Giants organization. It could be posturing. Um, but a lot of people still have a lot of confidence in Daniel Jones, as do I. I feel like he does have like all the tools. We've seen him use all the tools. We just need to we just need to get that car out there on the track running, you know, and, and clear that track for him. Um, but uh, but you know, th- there's some rumors, right? That that the uh, that the Giants might not even take a quarterback. Which even I think it's kind of crazy, but I wouldn't be mad at if they focus on 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 uh just uh a lot more depth than than putting another qb there right because right if you have a really good overall program and you got a lot of depth all you need is a game manager there right you know I, until you do then put like a a, a a you know a really great quarterback that's my own opinion though um the problem the problem i have with that thinking is that um and I know you said this a couple of weeks back. You you were infuriated with the fact that people thought that Daniel Jones is an injury quarterback. But you know, I I think now you're gonna have to start having that conversation, uh, especially the nature of the the injuries that he had with that neck. That neck is gonna be problematic. It's not gonna get better. It's only gonna get worse. That's absolutely so, true. But that's you know, that's why they, that's why he has the contract that he has. Everybody wants to keep saying 160 million dollars, but really it's an 80 million dollar contract because they can right. bust out of it next year. So I, I think know. I think the the best case scenario right now, and it, it's kind of it, it's 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 funny because it's kind of counterproductive what the Giants are doing right now. Right, they're winning in a, in the season that you can kind of say is meaningless. Right, like these are these are meaningless wins here, and they're still in the hunt. Right. Well, we'll, we'll get anyway, to that later. You know they're in, they're in, in the, the hunt. next three weeks. They're actually we'll closer. They're actually closer than the Jets. I, yeah. I will admit that because they the are. Jets, they are the, the 15. So bad. <laughs> yeah, the Jets are 15 out of 16 in terms of the AFC, and I believe the Giants are 12. The 12th. Believe we're 12th. Uh, yeah. Yeah, they're 12. 12 out of the 16. So they are. There is. You know. So, There's a path. Bro. Only, only, only a couple games separates us from the right. Packers. To, so. to quote Jim Carrey, the, so you're telling me there's a chance, right? Yeah, yeah. But you know, I, I and and so that's why I say it, it. It feels like you're being counterproductive because, of course, you you want to win. That's that's the goal of every player, right? But with every win, that takes you further and further away of the Caleb Williams and the Drake Mays of the world, right? But I, I do so, have to kind of respond a little bit to that. I don't know that it's counterproductive because what else do you need for this Gi- Giants team? This Giants team is full of a bunch of rookies, and they don't, they're not they haven't gelled. The biggest issue no, no, is that no. they're not. Well, yeah, yeah. I, what I'm saying is that it's kind of counterproductive. I'm not I'm right, not, right. I'm not in terms of winning because winning, of course, especially like you were saying, rookies. All they all they do is benefit from from a winning culture, right? Right. You know? um, so, but I've said this last week that I'm win. looking at this now as the rest of the season is our 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 preseason right now. This is the time for everyone to get the experience that they need and to gel what they need to fix the issues that they need now, so that they can go into it next season. There's going to still be a ton of players that are going to be here next year um, on this squad, and 
if anything, this is the way that I feel like Joe, Shane, and Dave are looking at it now. It's like, all right, who are we going to keep here next year? Who is developing the way that we want to develop them uh, so that we can then plan our offseason around the group that we have here? And that's why I don't think that it's like truly, truly um, counterproductive because, uh, you know, if, if, if put it to you this way, if the Giants are so bad that they end up getting first and second round pick, then really you need to kind of get rid of the entire team, not just get a yeah. QB, right? And, and that's why I say kind of counterproductive. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm yeah. not I'm not saying that it is. I'm just saying in terms of the draft, right, 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 counterproductive. Yeah, yeah. That's that's what I'm saying. Of course, like I said, winning winning cures all, right? And and winning winning is also beneficial. But you know what? This is now what is it? The twelfth game. So this is now a five-game audition for guys who are going to be here next year, right? right, right. Um, but I, I kind of feel like you you got to take that quarterback. You you got to find a way to get a quarterback in that first round. And I understand that there are a lot of things that you can say in terms of well, we need this and we need that, and I I agree with that. But there's always the specter of Daniel Jones getting hurt, right? And I mean, so. Dan, the best case scenario, clearly, Daniel Jones comes back next year and plays plays out while your quarterback in waiting truly gets that redshirt year where he's learning behind a veteran quarterback that if you decide to keep Jones for the two or three years that he's here, right, that he's contracted for, at least you've got a guy behind him that's that's learning and so that fourth year he comes in, or the third year, whatever, whatever you want to, whatever you want to say with, whenever Jones leaves, right? You've got a guy that you have full confidence um, will continue, you know, whatever, whatever you're doing, whatever you're building with, in terms right? Of the science, and, you know? and 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 again, I I agree. I want to get Jose's opinion on this, but I agree. I'm just saying that I'm not. I wouldn't be mad if Joe Shane's uh, offseason approach is not not um uh, to get the to get a the highest possible quarterback to replace daniel jones but to get whatever uh whatever pieces he can to bolster the team's uh depth now if that means getting one of the highest rated quarterbacks uh in the draft and then in the uh in, in throughout the season you realize okay daniel jones is your guy um, and you can use that quarterback to trade him off some pieces for picks, whatever it is. You know, I I, I wouldn't be mad at that. Is all I'm saying. I it, I'm like 50-50 on both of those. I think that you can get a quarterback, sit him, have him watch, have him learn, and then put him in there. And maybe that's our future quarterback and stuff like that. But I wouldn't be mad at the approach of let's focus on developing the program, developing the depth um, for for you know the future. Uh, you know, of, of the team, not just the now, but the next 20 years. Is it, isn't it insane that everything that you said also applies to the Jets? <laughs> yes, except Every that I think that the Giants have a better track record of, of no, no, no of doubt. But, but like, when it comes but like to that. the argument for taking the, the quarterback or not taking the quarterback in the first round. It's the exact same thing, I guess. So, I mean, but you guys need to take I mean, a quarterback. You guys yeah, don't have do. a choice. Yeah, we do. Uh, but Jose, I, Jose, I wanted to get Jose's thought on yeah. on on the draft with the Giants and everything. Well, I mean, when you're playing this bad early in the season, you mean you you have and your quarterback situation is so fraught with either injuries or inconsistencies, you have to look at a quarterback. 
you have to at least look that way and see who might be like one of the best fits. I mean, you can build depth, but you're not going to get the kind of depth that you need just from drafting. I don't think because the amount of help you need on the offensive line and you know, you y'all need still need wide receivers. Tommy TD may be good and all, but like, and yeah, Slayton's absolutely. been showing out for what, but at the same time, you still need some damn wide receivers and you know, your, your defensive line might need a slight tweak next year by, you know, in account of some of the people that you've traded away. So, but I mean, that's, that's exactly all of that kind of like, so you, you pointed to like all the injuries with the QBs and stuff, you know, what, like, how do you, how do you, let's say we get Drake May or Caleb Williams and stuff like that. And, you know, we don't develop the depth that we need in order to protect them. How do you put them out there even to, you know, uh, you learn out there. and stuff? You still have Jenny Jones start, but you got yeah, exactly. it. He's, he's not going to, he's not going to be starting next year. Hopefully. Right. But then Daniel Jones starts and he doesn't have any protection and he's injury prone. What do you think is going to happen? Yeah, what but you do? we're talking about what only one pick. About? I mean, there's still the rest of the draft that you can address to that. You know what I'm saying? And, I understand. And typically, some, you, some moves you, can find, you can find linemen in the later in the later rounds. So it's not like we're saying, you know, you're just throwing everything in the quarterback and then forget everything else. You know, Or you can trade to... those picks for some really amazing pieces on the field. Exactly. I mean, the, the good thing about I'm it is that if, if the Giants – draft pick is high enough and you already see drake and caleb gone at that point this quarterback class is deep enough that you can trade back to get some more picks still get your quarterback and then you know address the offensive line that way there's yeah, a lot of different ways that you can do this yeah you know? so so but my point is this is the year to do it because you know conceivably again and you know what we never know, right? But conceivably, this is probably, again, I'm going to use the, the phrase that we hear almost every single year. This is the best draft class for quarterbacks, right? So um, at least there are going to be what, what we think are good quarterbacks available. So the Giants can trade down and still, you know, what, what, what's the phrase? Have your cake and eat it too, right? Yeah, right. I think so. I mean, I think I, you know, but th but this is also why I don't like talking draft until it's said and done. Because now the best quarterback that we could pick after today's win would be Bo Nix, most likely. I like. Which him. I wouldn't be mad at Bo Nix. I like Bo Nix. Like he him. has a ton of experience. I like his Purdy had Purdy had a ton of college experience, and then he comes in here and he just knows how to play, right? Because he had like right. fifty something games or whatever. Um, so I like Bo Nix a lot, um, but. Who knows if we end up higher or even lower now or whatever it is, you know, well, if, if, if we listen to not listen, but like if we if Jose's predictions come to fruit to bear, uh, we might we might have not five games of a tryout, but we might have a sixth game in the playoff tryout. So we don't know. Right. <laughs> let's, let's look at the numbers. Right. Y'all still have a three point eight percent chance to make the playoffs, which is you know, a few orders of magnitude higher than the Jets because they're less than one percent. Yeah, you guys are less than one percent, so it's at I least three percent point one percent. At least three right? times so higher. It's it's uh, <laughs> I think it's less than point one percent actually. So it's several orders of magnitude higher. And hey, let's talk about miracle ways to get into the playoffs. Y'all could realistically beat Green Bay. You can beat New Orleans. They're in shambles right now. It'll be 
a little tougher maybe to beat the Rams, I feel like. Actually, I feel like that's one of the tougher teams, although Green Bay has been playing really well as of late, and Jordan Love yeah. has been bowling out. Uh, he might be Rookie of the Week, right? And he also had Aiden O'Connell do pretty well this week. Um, oh, that's true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you can mm-hmm. split a game with Philly and win four out of your last five, that puts you at eight and a nine, which doesn't sound fantastic. But when you're talking about the the current team that's uh, – who is in this, in this exactly in this hunt right now? They are five and five, I think, two of the teams that are in the wild card hunt. So if, if something like that happens, you split a game with Philly – and somehow Minnesota, Seattle, and Green Bay fall apart, which Green Bay playing KC next week, (laughs) Seattle playing Dallas next week, and then the week after that, Minnesota, Las Vegas, Seattle at San Francisco, followed by Seattle going to Philadelphia and Minnesota playing the no-Joe-Burrow Bengals. So look, you got to have some hope after a game like that, don't you think? Yeah, but I mean, look, the interesting thing is that, like, Philly just beat, like, Jalen Hurts himself with his feet, just beat Josh Allen and Patrick Mahomes back-to-back. They lost to the Jets. That's what I was going to say. But then then the only team to beat them is the Jets. So, you know, if our defense shows out the way that the Jets have – showed out in that game and it and it really it's starting to look like this it's kind of starting to look like the jets the giants defense has starting to become like the jets defense earlier on and the jets defense now is starting to look like the giants defense earlier on where they're kind of looking checked out and maybe like not fighting as hard and being frustrated on the field <coughs> um so i don't know maybe it's possible maybe we end up facing the 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 the, 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 the eagles you know, last game of the season, and and they happen to kind of be lackadaisical enough for us to win that game. Who knows? Right, it exactly. is Maybe they're not going to start all their starters. I don't think it's likely. <laughs> you know? Hey, Gabe. Hey, Gabe. Yeah. What don't, if they don't, don't start all wish, their starters? They're the best team in football wish, uh, right now, right? Yeah. Don't you wish Yeah, but it's, the, it's New York, though. More aggressive? Don't you I wish Dabo was a little bit more aggressive in that Giants game? I mean, the Jets game? Imagine That's a game you guys should have won. Tommy can throw, man. Y'all yeah. should have given him a chance. I, imagine, I, think of it this way: if you guys had won that game, you'd be five and seven and right in. No, the you want to know why? You want to know why? Because look, I look at the second half today. White. Look at the second half yeah. today that we're all like, no, but look, today's second half. Like I said, I thought Tommy played very, very poorly, and that's why I said that maybe it's because of the rain. Because in that Jets game, you know, it was, you know, that rain was not good. He did. Still didn't well, turn. Well, you don't you don't you don't think you don't think some of that had to do with Bill Belichick and his second half adjustments? I don't think it's totally I mean it's possible, but you guys don't have an amazing defense also. No, no, no. But but what I'm saying is that you know, um in that game, and I, I think we we've all we've all said this, uh Brian Dubwell played not to lose, he didn't play to win. And and so that that was my only criticism of I mean, him in I'm that sure. game. I understand you know what I'm saying. So I, I, I imagine, but... imagine how different your season would be feeling right now, at five and seven, right in the thick of things. That's that, that's true. Well, I got done that, you though, because saying? again, you know, you know, sure, okay, Dable played not to lose, but the strategy did ultimately work all the way to the end, with the exception of choosing a kick instead of choosing to go to fourth down. I can understand that you know, being a bad decision. But up until then, the strategy held. 
And we're talking about uh, Tommy's very first appearance in the game versus Tommy three weeks later, you know, where he has experience. He's now starting. Um, it's And he's gotten practice. You know, it's, it's very, very different, you know. I think like, that I don't think sure you can what, say that like the, you can say that point? he could have been more aggressive with Tommy, but Absolutely. I don't fault him for not being aggressive with Tommy. I I don't but like don't, the idea of bringing a backup quarterback and playing this safe bullshit. I got to be honest with you. Right. Hell is the point of this of bringing in these backup quarterbacks and giving them a tryout if you're not going to let them do a damn thing, especially when your starting quarterback is injured and the reason that he's in there is because your other quarterback is now in a bad position. Like, give the kid a chance. That's why I kind of hate <laughs> Because it. it's a little bit different when you have everything on the line. When we were playing you guys, there was a whole lot more on the line than there is this week. You know, stop it. Sorry. You all have one win at that point. You all have one win. You've gotten more wins since then. I feel like exactly. there was way more on the line at that I point. I understand. But under the circumstances, like I said, under the circumstances, and not forgetting, considering that the strategy still ended up working anyway. Okay, considering that, okay, it's I don't know about that. Yeah, I, 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 yeah, I don't, I don't agree. With I don't that. know. But anyway, that's I that's all past. That's all mistakes past. and a lot of other things right. helped helped out. So, Let me ask you a question: Was it? Yeah. It was it? It was it? It was it? Uh, Tommy DeVito's fault that uh that we ended up uh who 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 was the reason that we ended up still with the lead with a few seconds left uh in the game. In that game, you still ended up with the lead. What was that? In that Jets game. Before but, the field, before the field goal. But but here's the thing, you you guys, what what what, what was it? I, I'm trying to remember how the, that that game ended up, but you know, you guys went for instead of, instead of trying to trust your players, you went for a, a a kick in the rain with a guy that was clearly compromised. When all you had right. to do was get that one first down, and the game would have been over. All right, so, so analytics so, and everyone else says it was a 50-50 chance whether you go for the kick or you go for the go for the first down. And when you again, say you want to trust your – hold on, hold okay. on. You say you want to trust your players. Isn't that what he did with Morstead? With Morstead, with uh, Gano. Hey, Gano, do you think you make it? Yeah, I got this. I got this. He's trusting his players. Uh, trusting a guy who, who went, who went and, and had surgery right after the game. I, I mean, you know, you knew I, that I understand, but that's but this so, again. So analytics, analytics work when the players that you're talking about are healthy. Gano was not, and Gano had missed missed a couple of field goals the game before. He missed a couple of field goals in this game. It was rainy. It was windy. Analytics goes out the window at that point. I understand that, so, and I, I mean, said, you know, after after everything that's come out. After everything that's come out, yeah, everything that they all knew at the time, but at the same time, if you're saying, hey, trust when he was making his decisions, if you're saying trust your players, and he's talking to his players and asking them, you know, to be honest with them, and the and and he's trusting his players, isn't that what he's doing? Yeah, yeah, like players are gonna be honest when they want to play, right? Players are always gonna be honest. He did so. it with Daniel Jones. He did it with Gano. Like he's been doing this for two seasons. You have to take some accountability when you do this kind of shit and get your players injured where they have where it ends the season where they have to have surgery or they're out for several weeks and it throws your entire team into disarray. This is not something that happens that often on other teams. Other teams are quite careful with their franchise players. Yeah. And Dable is not. Yeah. 
And I, I've I've said it before. I don't like the way this organization deals with their injuries. I really, really don't. And you know, proof is in the pudding. You know, Dory Jackson last year. You know, you're arguably arguably one of your best defensive players, and you're throwing him out on punts. What do you think was going to happen? Exactly what happened. He got hurt on the punt, missed the entire season. Again, with with this season with Andrew Thomas, you knew that he got hurt in that second game against uh, who was it? Uh, no, I think it was the first game, right? First game, the Dallas game. He hurt himself early enough in the in the game. You left him out there. Guess what? He missed seven weeks after that. I this understand. You don't need to regurgitate it to me. But yeah, that's let's, what I'm let's, saying. This, this is this is past history. Does like all over all the time. Then talk about you know the, the game a little bit more and talk about so, the missed field goal in this game. Which, yeah, yeah. Sorry, sorry. No, sorry. I mean, I think that there's not, there's, bit, there's, you know, not too much happened. Ten seven, uh, <laughs> and there's not really much to talk. What about. happened to the game? Nothing. Unlike the Jets, there it wasn't it was really a lot of controversy. In, 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 there's not a lot of controversy that's happening right now with the Giants, to be honest. No, no, they're playing. You guys are actually made up you know, the right defense is doing the job. You know, so Ryan Dable. The Dable controversy that, that we heard earlier was made up with Dable and, and Wink being at each other. I don't think it was made up. Joe Judge thinking he called. I think it was taken out of context, if anything. Okay. Dable, we know that Dable's a getting your face kind of guy. He's willing to do it on the sidelines. Uh, in front of everyone, there's no reason why he wouldn't be doing this behind, you know, behind the scenes and the locker rooms and stuff. And without, you know, reporters and ourselves as fans, we don't actually know what the relationship between him and Wink is directly, for example, or between him and the players or between him and anybody else. But let's consider the fact that just last week and the week before, you know, what we hear out of the locker room is that it doesn't feel like it's a two-way season. Um, because they still have so much cohesion and they 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 have they they still enjoy they still get joy out of playing and practicing and showing up every day. You don't get that without having a tight-knit group with tight-knit coaches. Um I think that I I think that the reports yeah. of you know Wink and 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 Dable being on the outs and potentially him going mid-season, uh I think that those were you know exaggerated uh rumors without context I, well, I i happen i happen to think that when there's smoke there's fire um and you know considering the source that it came from jay glazer he's got a pretty good pulse into the locker room and you know if it was anybody else i'd say you're absolutely right mm -hmm. but you know the fact that it came from jay glazer that that that's a super credible thing you know person to be taking that from and if i if i need to remind you uh, this is not the first time that Wink Martindale has found himself in this position also because he left the Ravens under similar circumstances. So, you know, to hear what's going on here, um, it, 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 you know, if, if you read the tea leaves, we're back to Ravens and Jim Harbaugh and supposedly them leaving with <laughs> an app. Because remember, everybody was surprised when he left. You know, right. So there is a presence with Wink Martindale, you know, not vibing with the head coach. It's happened before. And again, Jake Glazer, Jake Glazer is a very, very well-respected guy who doesn't put out clickbait. So right, there's no question about it. Yeah, right. So that's worried. why I say there there may be something to that. And you know what? I, I hate to say it, and maybe this is me being um 
very, very uh, whatever. But the fact that um, Dayball gave him the game ball seemed kind of on the nose this week, you know, when it comes to that. I, well, I, I just mean, I, I hate to say it, but it just seems like it's 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 almost like a PR spin. He was like, hey, we've got the cameras in the locker room. They're seeing this. Let me just throw it out to Wink just to show that there's solidarity. You know, I, I'm, I'm sorry. That's just the way that it feels to me. You know? I want to respond to that, but Jose, go, go. Yeah. So let, let me let me make uh, this this sort of like psychological and like social point, because in, in a sense, maybe Dable and Wink and Shane and all the others are kind of like the Olive Garden when you hear your family and like they just treat each other that way because of the nature of their relationship. Because I I would point out that a lot of my friends and uh, even some of my extended family uh sometimes think that we're arguing with mom or puerto rican uh guatemalan household and it's just that we're loud and we like give each other shit and we poke at each other and we even say things like fuck you like in jest from time to time and we even do that shit on this podcast so there there could be that aspect of it maybe it's kind of like what i feel might be going on with the jets where they're that passionate and they're that angry on the field, but that's because they're pushing each other to be better. Better, but you're right. You know there is some history of this with Wink, so it has to be considered uh, in this instance. But at the same time, I mean, what reasoning would there be other than like some disagreement philosophically, right? Because the Giants' defense has been doing so damn well and basically carrying Dable's ass, right? If we're being fucking honest. So maybe it's maybe it's Wink boasting about doing that. I don't know, but I mean, let's let's see hear, hear what Hina has to say. Well, Hina is what? breaking news. Breaking news. What is that? What happened? <laughs> Please stop trying to knock down my glass. Hey, why are you asking a right, cat so, to knock things um, down? It's not so. What Hina just told me is that. One thing that could possibly, you know, be, you know, I can I can totally see maybe there was a little bit of a, a friction going on between Dable and Wink. Um, and maybe that game ball is not something for public. I think that it's also mainly for the team as well. The team's got to see that there's no that 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 there's cohesion between the coaches as well. You know, that could have been right. for the team, but it could also be an olive branch to Wink. So like, hey, like maybe symbolically is like. I fucked up, you know, I shouldn't have said what I said. This is my olive branch. Let's patch it up. You know, it could be that too. You know, maybe, you know, maybe there is a lot of truth to exactly what it is. And maybe this is Dable trying to bury the hatchet right now, you know, which I think would be a good sign of a head coach, right? This is, this is going to be one of these things where it's going to be time will tell. This is going to come out in the documentary in the future. So yes, exactly. <laughs> we're never going to hear about this until after their careers are over. Or maybe not over, but at least their careers here in New York are over. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. All right. Anyway, moving on. Um, next week, the Giants get a well-deserved bye. They 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 can go and blast Rest. bask in their glory of two wins, two straight wins. You know what I'm Tommy saying? Tommy DeVito can take all 200 of his family members to the restaurant, get for some chicken cutlets, family dinner you know yeah, on the Giants. Bill, I'm sure. Yeah. He exactly. Um, so the Giants have off next week and then next week uh falcons jets um race race for 
who scores 10? Is, is that is that what we're looking at? You know? <laughs> no. no. I mean, I, I, the Falcons, I predict, the Falcons crazily enough, are in it because of the division that they're in. Yeah. So they'll be playing for something. I don't know what the Jets are going to be playing for, but they'll be they'll be out there on the on the team in MetLife, by the way. Yeah, the Falcons. The Falcons won today. So. You guys can have that stadium. So I think are they not? Oh, they are in. Yeah, the Falcons are in first place. So yeah, they're I playing mean, for something. They're playing for something. We're playing for what? I don't know. I mean, I don't know. I feel like I kind of want to save my predictions for later on this week. Maybe. Nah, I got them right now. I got them right now. Go ahead. Seventeen ten Jets. 17-10 Jets. Yeah, you really believe that we're going to win this game? Absolutely. You really believe you we're going to score, score a touchdown 17? in each half, and you guys are going to get a you guys are going to get a, a a field goal in the second half as well. So yeah. who's going to who's going to score the touchdowns? I just yeah, exactly. Like, is it the defense that's going to score it, or who's going to score that that touch those touchdowns? Did Timmy Boyle score a touchdown this week? He did not. No, he did. No, he actually he did. did. Yeah, he did. did. He had, but he I expect Gary. at least one more. Totally wrong. Totally he had wrong. Garrett in the corner, you know. So crossing, hey, listen, yeah, crossing route. Yeah, I, I, I truly don't know what the, what Jets team we're gonna get. Um, at this point, I, I'd, I'd be, I'd be shocked if they score seventeen points. To be honest, the way the bit they've been playing. Oh my god! He so, knock it off. Um, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> All right, I, 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 can't, I can't tell you. Do we uh, have any? Let's see. Geez, I'll try to do my best here. The Falcons are two and a half point favorites over the hometown Jets, and the over under is 35 and a half, which so, you would say, Gabe, would be the under, and you would say the Jets would cover. Oof. I mean, the Falcons have been playing better as of late. Um, I was there for their tough game against the Vikings, who have been playing pretty well. Uh, their defense isn't that bad. Their offense is, isn't great, but they have Desmond Ritter. Um, excuse me, not Desmond Ritter, Bijan Robinson, who's a really good running back, and the Jets mm-hmm. don't really do that well against running backs. I mean, they do, they're not as bad as the statistics indicate, but a lot of those running yards have been against quarterbacks. Yeah. But and I mean, big backs. I, they, they I, struggle against big backs. Yeah, they so. struggle against big backs. Um, and I think outside zone runs, if I'm not mistaken, is the other mm-hmm. like, weakness of the of the run defense. Right. So I'm definitely going to go with the under 35 and a half. As far as the final score, man, oh, man, oh, man, oh, man, oh, man. I will go 16, 10. Jets, I'll say I'll say it. I'll say they get a touchdown and three field goals, and right is that the yeah touchdown and three field goals, and the the Falcons will get a touchdown and a field goal. I don't know how they're going to get those touchdowns, but let's just say they will. Okay. Well, Sounds Walt, optimism. what about you? Optimism, huh? What about you, Walt? What about me? Did you make your prediction? I don't think you did. did you? Uh, my prediction is that I have no idea what the fuck they're gonna do. No, no, no. Give us something. You know? Give us if you had to. If you had to give. If you you have you have. Look, put it to you this way: you have less than one percent chance of being right, but give it to us anyway. All right. I think the quarterback's gonna throw. 
I think the wide receivers, 50-50, they might catch the ball. Be serious. I think, I think the linebackers are going to hit hit the the other team. So They're going to tackle. Um, wow. They're going to tackle you know, sack. The, the problem the problem is is that Brees Hall can't get going and and the 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 reason for it is that they have no respect for the quarterbacks that the Jets have and so until that changes Brees Hall can is going to continue to run into a wall and so you know it, it's hard for me because you know if everything's clicking then I I think this this clearly should be a Jets win but it's not so you know, the, the opposing teams have no respect for any of the quarterbacks that the Jets trot out there. So of course, Brees Hall is going to be running into you know not one wall, not two walls, probably five or six walls, you know, in his in his thing. So eight in the box. Yeah, it, listen. It, sometimes it feels like it's twelve in the box, right? Um, you're right there, Gabe. Yeah, Hina's just you know those cat memes. You I'm know, telling you, knocking she everything wants, down. She, she very wants clearly her wants own, me. She wants her own microphone, bro. She wants her spot in the in the in the show. You know, we we need to put her in the middle here. So you know, knock it off. All right, you want to score? Right. I'll give you 10-6. There you go. Who? Falcons. I I really do think I I do think I do think the Falcons they have a reason to play. You know, and and I'm not sold on the fact that the Jets right now are, you know, until something changes, I I, I have no confidence that they can score. So that, that's where I'm at. With that. All right. That's where I'm at. Well, so that brings us to the end of this very long and very difficult and very sad podcast, at least for Jets fans. You know, one one guy over here is kind of happy. But also, Giants win. I mean, yeah, two in a row, bro. Two in a row. I gotta celebrate it, man. I, I, I don't, I, I don't get, I don't get that many this season, and I, I and this is the first, uh, the first back to back win that we got. So, does it suck that again? Does it suck that they're going into a bye instead of instead of just keeping that momentum going? How what? Tommy does it suck that break. you guys are going into a bye instead of keeping that momentum going? Nah, I think this is good. I think this is going to be good for us because we don't have anything necessarily to play for in this season. So going into a vacation with uh, with uh, the, the two wins, you know, I think that the players are going to come back happy, recovered, recuperated. Um, I think uh, Tommy DeVito is going to going to have, you know, this is like his time for his fifteen minutes to keep shining for an extra week. Um, Win sanity. Uh, I think I think that this is this is good. You know, uh, if I mean, we were if we had something serious to play for, then yeah, it'd be a little bit tough. It'd be it'd be like, all right, you guys don't get vacation. You guys need to stay focused so that when you come back, you come back ready. You know what I mean? But right now, it's a matter it's a matter of like coming back ready to play, um, and and ready to improve is what I'm looking for. So, um, you know what I'm gonna do for them to work some shit out. When he yeah. comes back from the bye, every time Tommy TD scores no, a touchdown, I'm gonna I'm gonna yell out chicken cutlets, chicken parm. There it is, chicken there parm. Cutlets. Every time he scores a touchdown, chicken parm. So 
Isn't this the thing now? Just oh, yeah. every single fan, mm. every single time you call it, to do this. It doesn't have a word. Yo, you, you have heard word. that as he entered, they were playing the Sopranos, right? Really? Yep. Oh, that's sick. That was his oh, theme God, song man. coming He's into so the He's so hard not coming, to root for, bro. Coming from the locker room onto the field, they were playing Sopranos in MetLife. So, you know. All right, All right. guys. Um, we are think, done. Uh, we are finished. We've gone on long enough. Yeah, mm-hmm. we are we are completely we are completely done end. with week twelve, um, guys. Thank you for sticking with us all the way to the end. Remember to please subscribe, like, press, smash that share notification it. button, share it, talk to your friends, and and get on those comments, man. We want to hear from you. Talk to us. Yeah, just let us know if we're if you think we're right. Let us know if you're crazy. It, it wouldn't be the first time. All right. Anyway, until next time, people. Go Jets. No, no, oh, it's always go Giants first. It's oh. blue versus green. Until next time. Yeah, but go the Giants. Giants won. The Giants won. Go Giants. Thing. I can't say that right now. Go Giants. Go Giants. Ooh, go what? ahead, go ahead. I know you yeah. guys. You guys are still Jeff fans. I believe in you guys. Say it. Go Say it. Jets. J e t s. Jets. 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 Later, Jets people. Jets fans till right, we guys. die, basically. Yep. <clears throat> Peace. Peace out. <laughs>